Welcome, welcome to the All That I Am podcast. Are you ready to be uplifted? Are you ready to be encouraged, inspired, and empowered? Ladies, you're in the right place. You are unstoppable. Grace is our secret sauce. And guess what? You can do it all, balancing ministry, marriage, motherhood, marketplace, all at the same time with strategy and with the grace of God. Class is in session. Let's Let's go. go. Ladies, welcome, welcome, welcome. You've already been welcomed by that wonderful introduction. Um, I am just so excited to be here on tonight. I've missed you all. We've missed a couple of weeks because life has been busy uh, and I've been away doing a couple of things that you all, I think, will be uh, proud of and happy for. Um, But I'm here now. We are here now, the All That I Am podcast. And I want you all to go ahead and take a moment. Um, I want you all to take a moment to uh, share this. Share this. I'm getting a message that there is some feedback. So let me know in the comment section uh, how it sounds to you. Are you, does it sound crazy? Can you hear me good? Do you hear like an echo? Let me know. Uh, but welcome, my ladies, my gentlemen that may be in the room. But I want you to share this to your social media platforms, text your girlfriend, uh, your sister. Um, whomever that you consider close and special to you and have them to get on. But you all know how we do. I'm not going to wait. This is recorded. They can go back and they can listen. But I don't want to belabor the time um, because I know the hour is late. And depending upon where you're watching from, it may be even later for you. So we are going to go ahead and get started. But you all know how we do. I want to take a moment. I want you all to tell us where you are listening from. I want you to share this, share this with somebody, and I want you to drop in the comment section where you are listening from. I want to see who's listening on tonight. So I'm going to turn my head a little bit and I want to look at my phone. I see we have somebody from Buffalo, New York. Come on, keep it coming. We are excited to have you on tonight. Buffalo, New York. Sarah is from Buffalo, New York. You are a consistent listener. I've seen you many, many times on the podcast, and I want to say thank you. And then we have um, LaWanda from Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. We have Lakeisha. Yes. Hey, from Indianapolis. Ashley from Chicago. Jack Quigg, you better represent for Hammond, girl. Then we have, again, Indianapolis in the house. We have Dallas in the house. Hey, Caroline. And then we have Brook in the house. Go ahead. You all continue to drop that in the comment section. And again, I want you to go ahead and share this on your social media platforms. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and get started. But before I do that, I have to thank everybody that came out to the Vibin' with Viv J. 
Okay, first I want to apologize because we posted the flyer, we posted the information, and then it was sold out the next day. So I want to say thank you first. Y'all are so dope. And then I want to also say that we have the Becoming Her Summit that is coming up, y'all, in about 13, 14 days. Do not sleep and do not wait until the last minute. I need you all to go ahead and register for that. Go ahead and register because it is filling up fast. We are almost at a 70% occupancy rate. So we do still have space, but it is filling up fast. So I want you all to be a part. Don't wait till the last minute. Go ahead and grab your seat, grab your registration. And I'm going to tell y'all, y'all, these ladies are not playing about becoming her because I have women that are purchasing literally four tickets at a time. I'm pretty sure she called her three girlfriends. She gathered them up and she said, I'm paying for you. I need you to come to this summit because I want to see you become. That's a friend. That is a friend that can say, I'm going to invest in you because I want to see you become. I see what's down on the inside of you. So I'm going to pay this money. Maybe she paid the money. Maybe she came back and said, you need to give me my $75. I paid for you. I fronted the money, but I need my money back. Whatever the case may be, she made sure that you got a spot at the summit. So that's worth applauding and that's worth being grateful for. So I do not want you all to um, miss out on your opportunity. So take this time now um, or later, give yourself a mental note that you'll come back and make sure you register for this summit because it is going to be amazing. It is a power packed weekend. And I just believe that God has given me every single speaker, the women that will pour into you all in a special way. He's given me them for a specific purpose. And I just believe that it's going to be life-changing. But I got off on that tangent by thanking you all so much for being a part of the Vibin' with Viv J. And I've had so many people reach out to me like, when are you gonna do it again? You need to have more space. We are going to do it again, but we are going to do it in the Indianapolis area. And we're looking for some locations. So we're looking to do it in January. So be on the lookout and please do not sleep because it is going to be at a nice, a nice, nice location. And we'll make sure that the food is good, that the vibe is right, that the word is on point and you can bring your girls and you can get exactly what you need. But we are here tonight, tonight, tonight. Y'all know how we do. Grab your blankets. It's Friday. It's my favorite day of the week. Grab your notebook, your pen, because I want you to take some notes because it's going to be worth you coming back to and reading over it again so that you can apply it to your life or even coming back to listening to the podcast again so that you can apply it to your life. Because I, I know that it's Friday and you're probably doing a many different things, uh, but I want you to focus in on this moment because I believe God has something special uh, that he wants to say through you to you through me and my special guests, okay? So this is season four, episode number six. We are already on episode number six. And tonight, tonight, even as I said, we are talking about girlfriends or friends and exploring godly dating and friendships for Christian women. 
there is a difference. This is not just for any ordinary woman, but this is for Christian women. And I have an amazing woman. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm just honored that she is here on tonight. And I'm not just saying that, but I am truly honored that she is here on tonight to share those nuggets of wisdom with us, to share that knowledge with us. This is her area. This is her lane. And so I know that she can help you all uh, in this area as we have this transparent conversation. So join me right now as I welcome our guest, Jennifer Trotter. I'm sure you all have seen her posts go viral on Facebook. I'm talking about every word that this woman dropped. It goes viral. And you know why? Because it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. It's just so much wisdom, you know, that she imparts, that she drops, you know, as an influencer to those that are willing to catch the jewels. You got to be willing to catch the jewels and apply it to your life. And so I'm excited that she's here with us on tonight. Welcome. Can you all put uh, the hand clap emoji in the comment <laughs> section to make her feel welcome? Welcome her in the comment section. I'm excited. I'm excited about what she's going to share. So Jennifer Trotter, I want you to go ahead and just introduce yourself to those that may not know you fully. Thank you so much, Lady V. Um, so, hey guys, I'm Jen. I am a speaker, content contributor. Um, I preach a little bit. I teach a little bit. Um, and I literally just enjoy Jesus and healthy dialogue about specifically my niche is sisterhood and singleness. Um, so yeah, like I partner with different people to have these types of chats. Um, and yeah, whatever the Lord tells me to do. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. I love it. So you're the perfect woman for this conversation on tonight. Let me just tell you that. And so tonight, even as I said, we are talking about friendship. We're talking about sisterhood. We're talking about uh, dating uh, as a Christian woman. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of start out with uh, friendship, because I feel like we use that word, that term so lightly. Mm -hmm. We use that term so lightly uh, nowadays um, that it tends to lose its value. Mm -hmm. And so I want you just to begin, because I, I, I want to deal with that. I want to deal with um, friendship. And I want to hear your perspective, because I take friendship very seriously. Mm -hmm. Most of my friendships have been over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it has to be that for everybody, but it just shows you uh, how much I value friendship. And I'm not against, you have some people against, you know, new friends. I'm not against new friends, but I'm not so easy and so quick to pick up a new friend and say, this is my friend without them being tried and true. Okay. Without <laughs> them being tested and proven. Um, so I want you to just kind of help us. I want to hear your perspective. What does it mean to be a good friend? What is a friend? Do you have friends about how many do you think you have? And I know that we, you know, we talk about quality over quantity, I'm a strong proponent of quantity over, uh, well, quality rather over quantity. So talk to us about that. Let me hear your perspective on what it means to be a good friend. Yeah, so that's a good start. I am the same way. I have friends for 
what am I? I have friends for over 30 years, like sandbox friends that our mothers were pregnant together. And then I have a best friend that we've been friends for over 10 years. Um, I think it's about, it's about depth for me. Like, I feel yeah. like people say friends so lightly, but to be a good friend, to have a good friend is to be a good friend, right? To yeah. be dependable, to be consistent. Yeah. to be someone that people can count on. Um, I believe that friendships are just as important as our romantic relationships. Um, yeah. I'm not married yet, but when yeah. I have my bridesmaids, these are not going to be just random people that I pick to match the aesthetic of my pictures. These are going to be women who walk through life with yeah. me like I believe in the the Ruth and Naomi I believe in the Mary and Elizabeth um I believe that it means that we are committed to riding with each other through tragedies and through triumphs and I feel like this generation we have almost dubbed down friendship to just Instagram pictures and birthday captions right yeah. when it's really about when I'm sitting in the dark or when I'm having a rough moment in my life, who can I call and depend on to help walk with me through yeah. that dark season? So um, friendship is covenant for me. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a bond. It is a divine connection that yeah. you're my person and I want to be your person as well on a friendship level. So yes, that's my long-winded yeah. definition. <laughs> I love that. No, I love every part of that because I'm a firm believer that friendship is definitely covenant. It's agreement. Uh, it is definitely a bond. It's a connection. Uh, and you don't connect with everybody on that level to say that this is a friend. Right. And so I yeah. think that's where some people get it wrong with trying to name something that it to call it to be a friend. And even as you said, it goes beyond a birthday post. It goes beyond social media uh, and it goes beyond what the eyes may see. Mm -hmm. But when I'm going through something, this is somebody that I can call on, somebody that I can be vulnerable with mm -hmm. because you cannot be vulnerable with everybody, but somebody that I trust and I can be vulnerable with that, that knows my weaknesses and won't use them against me. And sometimes we learn this through trial and error, Yeah. Um, but it is definitely something that is needed and necessary because I'm a firm believer that God has called us to community. He has yes. called us to, you know, even divine connections and they have a lot to do with, uh, how far you go in Christ and how quick you get there. Because I do believe in, in dead weight. You have to evaluate friendships, you know, as in, 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 in most instances, is it an asset or is it a liability? Yeah. And so I, I really believe in evaluating that and really seeing uh, and knowing those who labor among you, um, really knowing the mm -hmm. power of those that labor among you and not just allowing people to take up residence and to take up space in your life uh, and not really knowing the part that they play. So it's up to us. It's up to us to really evaluate that and um, to see uh, if, you know, see the value that they hold and the part that they play in our life. But Can I also say this too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Friendship, you don't just notice when I'm happy. You yeah. can interpret my silence. Like a good friend can pick up 
when you're not yourself. A good yeah. friend could get past the I'm okay and they be like, No, you're not. Like, yeah. what, so when are you gonna tell yeah. them you need a little moment or how are we gonna get through this? Yeah. Real friends are not easily um offended because you're having a bad day because they know your heart, right? Yeah. Real friends they want to go beyond the surface level of friendship and really get anchored in the substance of a person and really begin to blossom from something that is real. So I just wanted to say that because I feel like one of the things that I teach and that I really want to get to my generation and even intergenerational conversations is it's not just about brunch and birthdays and celebration. That's cute. That's yeah. cute. But if you're not here when I'm about to scream my head off, if you're not here during, during those core and pivotal moments of my life, then yeah. you're not my friend. You're a yeah. fan, right? Like you you are just there for the, the claps <laughs> and the applause. But my real friends are there yeah. to help wipe my tears and yeah. interpret my frustration, right? So it's the substance and the depth and the um going deeper for me yeah. for our connection yeah and i want to encourage uh and speak to anybody that's listening on tonight uh you have to know the difference you have to know the difference and you have to be okay with putting people in the categories where they belong mm-hmm. everybody does not belong in the friendship category so you have to be so so you know and you're not disappointed and you're expecting friendship qualities from someone that's really not a friend to you. <laughs> you're expecting, you know, them to be something that they are really not to you. And I really want to say woe unto you that have not taken the time to evaluate and to see who they are really to you based upon their qualities, based upon, you know, their actions, because uh, friendship is more than uh, just words. Um, But friendship is, uh, it's an action word and it's what you do. And so I want you to just begin to talk to us about that um, because I've come to find out that everybody that wants to be your friend may not really know what a good friend is. I can remember a friend that I was a friend to her Mm -hmm. and we all probably have this testimony, but I've come to the realization that she just did not know how to be a friend. She didn't know. I don't know if I was the first person to show her that or she's had so much hurt in her life, um, but she just did not know what it really meant to be a friend. And so I want you to talk about us, talk about that to us. What does it really mean to be a good friend? What are those qualities? And and what are those qualities that you possess? Because even as you said, in order to uh, have a good friend, you must first be a good friend yourself. Uh, And then also talk about why good friendship is important. Sure. So I think one of the key words when it comes to friendship is capacity. Everybody is talking about friend, 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 but do you have the capacity to be what somebody else needs you to be? And in order to evaluate the capacity, we have to um, talk about expectations. What does that mean to you? And what what does that mean to me? Um, The reality is that some people are just enamored by by us. Some people love our charisma. Some people love our positions. Some people love what we can do for them, right? 
and when it's time for them to reciprocate, they don't even know what that looks like. True friendship looks like reciprocation, right? Yeah. If I'm always doing for you, if I'm always being a support to you, if I'm always showing up to, for you and you can't do that for me, that means that you do not have the awareness of what it means to give me friendship back, right? It yeah. also means that it is selflessness. To be a good friend also means to serve. Serving is not just about leadership or church, but looking for opportunities to serve each other. I always mm -hmm. say that you don't have to ask your real friends to show up and support you. Now, support looks different, but if you have to beg people to come to what you're doing, to tune in to what you're doing, to be aware to what you're doing, then they are not really your friends. Because mm -hmm. to be be friends to my friends or in reverse, that means that I'm their cheerleader. That means that I have your back. When you turn around and you don't got to worry about the strangers in the crowd, whatever you're doing, you can can see my familiar face and know that Jennifer is showing up for me. Yeah. One of the things that I had to um, evaluate is that some, we say this a lot, but to be a good friend and to evaluate our friendships also means to know seasons. Every friend is not meant to go with you everywhere. Yeah. And that's yeah. a hard, we say that all the time. See, some people are here for a season. Some people are here for a reason. And some people are here for a lifetime. Well, we got to be okay when their season is up. Yeah. And the reality is we try to drag people further along than where God has intended for them to be with us. Your evolution, your process of becoming means that I have to say goodbye to some of the people I love because loving them is killing me. I know. Mm. I, ooh, wow. You is hurting me because wow. every time I leave you, I am empty. You shouldn't mm. leave your friendships empty. Yeah. I should never back away from the table or leave an event with my friends. Friends. And I'm not full. Yeah. Because there is something on the inside of them that it ignites the fire on the inside of me. I should want to be better when I leave them. Yeah. I should yeah. be challenged when I leave them. And I should be covered when I leave them. Right? Yeah. So, and we also, here, let me go here. I'm trying to get all out. I want to say. Take your time. <laughs> Good. Also know that there are different levels. Some of what we're calling friendship is association. Yep. <laughs> Just because we have a common place or a common thing, thing in, in mind does not mean that we are friends. And that is a very hard truth. We're getting our feelings hurt because surface level people, we're trying to force them in friendship capacity. You just know them from church. I love you. <laughs> But are you supposed to be in my intimate spaces with, with me? I look at Jesus. I mean, we talk about him all the time. But even from the sociolo sociology standpoint, Jesus had 12 disciples. He had three in his inner circle. Yeah, yeah. You got to decide who your three are. Yeah. <laughs> who, who can go with you to the intimate spaces? Who can you separate from? Who can cover you? Who is your most beloved? Who's going to have your back, right? Like, we got to yeah. know that. But the thing <laughs> is, we want... 30 uh a party of 30 for our birthdays but we only have one real friend 
Ooh, that is so true. And then we get upset when these people aren't acting like friends when the reality is they showed you who they are. They showed you. And you tried to drag them along anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like well, being a good you. friend means I yeah. own up when I mess up. I yeah. don't understand how we have, you don't have friendships without conflict. Yeah. It's how you navigate the conflict. Yeah. You should be able to express, I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I expected and you did it. And vice versa, right? And here's the also thing. Y'all not going to like me, but I don't care. I'm not scared of nobody. <laughs> the reality is being a good friend means that every time is not my time to shine. It is Maybe not always is. about you. Mm-mm. It's not always your show. Mm -mm. And some people, we don't like this. Some people leave us because we're selfish. And we expect people to do all these things for us and put the lights on us and do and do all the things. But when it's our time to show up, we're ghosts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We sick. Or we're com we're conveniently, it's it's something going on. Something going on conveniently. Every time it's time to celebrate that friend. But when it's time to celebrate you, you want everybody to be there. Mm. I'm going to just let that settle there a while. <laughs> it's not a coincidence that every time when it's time to celebrate you, that, that they're sick or busy or working or not available. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. Open your eyes, sis. <laughs> Sometimes you have to play yeah. a second chair yeah. to your friends. Sometimes yeah. you got to step back and yeah. let them shine. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be, you have to as a friend, because that, even as you said, that's, that's what a friend is. That's mm -hmm. one of the qualities of a friend. Uh, and it really speaks to you. You knowing who you are and not being afraid to celebrate your friend in in their shine, mm -hmm. um, but you know you 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 see a lot of times and and I'm I'm guilty not of me doing that, mm -hmm. um, but of that be happening to me and I still didn't see it. I just said, well, maybe she's going through, maybe she, you know, I'm I'm gonna give her her time, but it was like every single time there was something. She was never there. And we were friends for so long. So it, it was so hard for me to recognize it. It was so hard, you know, for me to um, sever that tie. And it was so many people that came to me and told me that the, I'm, ta I'm talking about family, close people. That's not your real friend. Mm. You know, and we when people telling you the truth and you don't want to hear it, you just like, you, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't even want to hear that. You know, you shut it down, you know, and then, and then later when the Lord opens your eyes, <laughs> you see it for yourself and you got to go back and apologize. So I want you to talk to us um, because I've gone through this. When do you know when it's time to cut the tie? Because friendships go through relationships and maybe it's their season of, of you pouring into them. You know, and 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 you, you know, giving them what they need and, and they're always in need. And, you know, your needs are never being tended to, at least not into this season. You know, so how long do you allow that to occur? How long do you allow that to go on, you know, till you get to the point where it's like, I'm not seeing a return on my investment. Mm 
I'm not saying, you know, this being reciprocated. So when should I cut this friendship off? How long do you go? Like, when do you decide that it's time to cut the ties? Because I've been there um, and it was difficult, especially when I thought it was a, a friend that was going to last through all the seasons, mm -hmm. you know, but but it did not. And I had to end it. Um, so so how do you know when it's time to cut the tie? I believe that when you keep having to force it, it's mm -hmm. time to let it go. You the, shouldn't have to feel like you're forcing it. You shouldn't yeah. have to. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, we keep trying to make it work. And what I truly believe that organically things just kind of break up. I don't believe that I have to say, um, I do think we have to have some honest conversations, right? Okay. But after we didn't talk and after I've laid out my expectations and you said what you said and it's not working, I think we have to organically just let it go. And yeah. you said something so key and I don't want people to miss it. The Lord will show you when <laughs> it's time to let it go. Yes, he will. Because here's the other thing. Friendships should be reciprocal, but ministry and mentorship is not so if i'm always pouring 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 yeah. pouring then yeah. it's not a friendship we we're in another category and i have to accept that so if i'm just somebody that's supposed to support you i do believe that there are certain people that god assigns to our lives to teach them something and to teach us something but i have to remove that expectation from me because i'm going to continue to be disappointed if i keep trying to force you in that friendship role because you don't have it and unfortunately sometimes it takes traumatic events or mm -hmm. being disappointed in a big way for us, for those of us who are really loyal and committed, like something big almost has to happen for yeah. us to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is not it. And for yeah. me, just very personally, I experienced, experienced that last year. Um, my mom went to be with him, went to be with the Lord. She's in mm -hmm. heaven now. And um, someone or two, two people that were my, I thought was my ride or die. We was in covenant. I looked back a year later and they didn't come see about me. Mm. And I was like, dang, yeah. like, yeah. you know, you think about it and you're like, well, no, you know, you make excuses for them. Right? You say, well, no, 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 they got a lot going on. Or no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, you know, they got so much uh transition and stuff going on. We make excuses. But what happens when the excuses run out? It's <laughs> a good because question. What like because yeah. for me, I didn't have a cover-up for them. Yeah. People I didn't even know on social media was reaching out from around the world. And I thank y'all for that. And, but I'm looking at these people that's supposed to be in my circle that I broke bread with, that we had over 10, both of them over 10 years. Yeah. Certain events, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that we can make everything life be life in, so I'm not saying that, mm. but I ain't hear from you. I ain't seeing you. These strangers are fulfilling mm -hmm. your role. Like, like, oh. like when, when you have to stop when you um keep forcing excuses on them, mm -hmm. you have to sit back and yeah. have a hard conversation with yourself. 
Yeah. I'm releasing this person of the expectation and I am getting rid of the disappointment because what you're doing is you're hurting your own feelings because yeah. God didn't already showed you. The Holy mm -hmm. Just don't make us dance and fall out. He shows us people. Yeah. Yes, he, he will. Yes, he will. So are you going to submit to what he's showing you mm -hmm. or are you going to keep making excuses for people yeah. who aren't your friend? Because again, we talked about consistency, loyalty, commitment, divine connection. If yeah. I can't find you, then why do I keep giving you a label that you can't fulfill? <laughs> Friendship is traceable. Listen. I should be able to trace you in yeah. word and in deed. Wow. If I can't find you, I got to release mm. you. Mm. And I'm going to be yeah. sad because we grieve friendships too. Yeah. But I'm not going to keep breaking my own heart. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> I'm not going to keep that breaking my That is so good. I'm not going to keep breaking my own heart mm -hmm. by making excuses mm -hmm. for someone that just may not have the capacity, you said that, mm -hmm. to be the friend that you need them to be or to be a friend, period. Yeah. That may not have that capacity and we're holding them to this expectation and they've proven themselves time and time again that they are not your friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm a strong believer of grace. You know, give them a little grace, maybe because we all have things going on. We all have, you know, and that's how I was with this longtime friend. I kept giving her grace upon grace upon grace. And my people, you know, my family, like, you dumb. What's what's going on? And I'm just like, you know, she she got a lot going on. She gonna come through for me. Birthday, she don't show up, you know, just different things. She don't that's that's near and dear to my heart. You have to know what's important to that friend. Right. You know, so that you can be there for them to support them in that, you know, and just those things, those monumental times in my life and, and just not being able to see that friend, I had to be honest with myself. And it's so funny that you say that because it's so true. Friendships are traceable. Mm -hmm. I should be able to trace back, you know, the times that you were there, the times that you showed up for me, the times that you supported me, because it's not just about you when you need support, when you need somebody to be there. But you have got to also show that same thing to the person that you call friend. Yeah. So I want even those of you that are watching, because we're so quick to point the finger to those that are not friends to us, but who have you not been that friend to? Right. And we have to be honest with ourselves to say, I just don't have the capacity. And I've told myself that three real good close friends after that, I, because of everything that's going on in my life, I just don't have the capacity to be that type of friend to another person. Right. You know, I mean, we can be associates, we can be this and that, but I don't pull them in the friendship category, at least not too quick, because I don't want to let anybody down. Right. I want to make sure, you know, that I can be the friend to them that's required of me, right. you know, and living up to that standard and that quality and what a real true friend is. So I want you all that are listening to really take self inventory, even over yourself and ask yourself the question, right. am I being a good friend 
to the people that call me friend and I call mm -hmm. them friend. When was the last time I showed up for them? When was the last time I celebrated them? When was the last time I was there as a listening ear to them? And I'm not just the one dumping my problems on them. And they don't even have time to dump their problems on me because now they're drained because of everything that I share. When was the last time I asked my friend, how was your day? How was your week? How are you doing? Or am I always looking for them to ask that question to me? Even as you said, it goes back to the beginning. You've got to show yourself to be a friend in order to have a friend. You have to show those same qualities. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to because it, it's so important because we can play the victim role mm -hmm. as long as we want to try and play the victim role. But we have to own up, you know, and say, because I had to do this. Like, I, I was not the best friend that I needed to be. I was not the friend that I needed to be to you in that season. And I apologize. I'm willing to do better. What is it going to take for me to do better? If you value that friendship mm -hmm. enough, then that's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So I want to I I jump into this. We're going to kind of shift uh, the conversation. Well, not yet. This this next one I want to ask you, because I think a lot of people that are listening want to know this because, you know, we see it so much. You know, you see your friend thriving. You see your friend, you know, doing a lot of things that you probably yourself want to do as well, um, because you're probably like minded individuals. If you're friends, there was something that drew you to that friend. So how do you remain supportive to your friend? When your friend is living out your dreams, you know, you, you wanted to be married. Now they're married. You know, you wanted to have children. Now they have it. How do you continue? You know, and let's just be real and be honest and be supportive to that friend. Maybe they walked through some doors that you thought you should have walked through. You know, maybe they have the job that you feel like you should have had and you don't, not yet. You know, so how do you remain supportive and not have that spirit of jealousy, mm -hmm. you know, take over, you know, your heart? You know, how do you do that? That's the, that is such a good question because we see it more than we're willing to admit that it happens. Right. Yeah. And I think the first thing is we have to be honest about mm -hmm. our emotions and that's in our prayer time and devotion time with God. Like we really have to call out these um, emotions that have the ability to uh, jeopardize our friendship. So like jealousy, mm -hmm. envy, um, being honest in our prayer time. Don't try to be over deep, uh, extra spiritual, super deep. And mm -hmm. you know, no, I'm jealous because I'm envious because X, Y, and Z voice your frustration to God. That is a real thing. And I think that we think that he's afraid of that. God, <laughs> I feel some type of way because yeah. you know that it is my desire to be married. And while I love Mary, yeah. I'm feeling some type of way. So help me to uh, be a good friend to her in this moment. And I'm saying that that sounds extra spiritual, but I want you to go to God first before you go to your friend because I don't want you to mess up their moment with your shenanigans right <laughs> so check yourself a heart check a self-reflection on what is going on with you put your pride down right yeah. because we don't want these bitterness and manifestations with your friends the yeah. second thing is you gotta celebrate your friend in a moment and you're gonna have to suck it up 
Mm. Now, and the reason why I'm saying that, because while eventually that's going to be the, la- the next step, you can't talk to them about how you're feeling while they're trying to celebrate. If I'm planning a wedding, the last thing I want to have a conversation with right now is <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I need you to hold these flowers and shut up. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> hold the flowers and be quiet. So Play true. the bridal shower and shut your mouth. Suck yeah. it up. Take it to the, Lord, to the Lord in prayer and do what you're supposed to do. All right. So after you've gotten through, I guess maybe an event, maybe a celebration, then let's go to number three. I want you to talk to your friend because if they are where you want to be, ask them to help you. <laughs> I don't believe that real friends want people to be beneath them or feel like they are superior. No, to them. not a real friend. Not Mm-mm. a real friend. And that's another yeah. that's a, another reason. we People be with us until they feel like we're going further than them and then they don't want to be our friend anymore. Or Listen. vice versa. Okay, yeah. those are real things. But mm-hmm. if they're in a place that you feel like you're trying to break through to, ask them to help you. Mm-hmm. I don't know a real friend that wouldn't want you sitting at their table. I see that you have such and such and such. Can you help me? Our yeah. pride prevents us from asking for help. Even in a dating world, girl, now, you didn't got this good man. I need you to help me on my dating apps, my presentation, whatever the case may be. Now, we know the timing of God is the ultimate timing of God. But yeah. if there is something that you feel like you are lacking or you feel like you need help with, ask your friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't believe that people that love you want to keep you away from the table. If yeah. um, let's for example, I'm an influencer, and there um, I okay, we talked about I get good engagement on Facebook. Why mm-hmm. would I not help my friends get good engagement on Facebook if I feel like I got the juice? Yeah, we're going to have a whole branding session about X, Y, and Z, and I'm gonna say, let's do this, let's try this, let's do this, and that's it. I don't have to harbor feelings if you already got the keys. Listen. Why would I be mad that you got the juice and I'm standing alongside with you? I'm going to ask you how I get the goods. Yeah. So lower your pride and ask them for what you want in a, a in a healthy way. But I, don't, I want you to do that in a moment that makes sense. If y'all hear me. Like, yeah. I don't want us to have, because don't have a pity party when they're having their moment. That takes away from their moment. You got to suck it up because friendships go through seasons. And if you want them to cheer loudly for you, you got to do your part. So then when it shifts, then they'll be able to do the same thing for you. Sometimes we we are having a rough time. This has been a rough last couple of years for a lot of people. Right. And I don't believe that real friends are afraid of your emotions concerning that. The problem is when we allow jealousy envy and we allow foolishness to override our covenant relationship then i'm mad yeah yeah because i don't understand why you're not celebrating me Mm, yeah you've said a lot um and one of the things that i want to bring out um is that in a lot of times in friendships the reason that people can't ask for help because i see that you you are where I'm trying to go. Like you're doing better than me, you know, is so to speak in terms of my goals, you know, where I want to be in life. 
Um, so it's okay for me to ask you, how did you get there? Can you help me? But it speaks to pride. Yeah. A lot of people deal with the spirit of pride that don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Don't even recognize just because you don't call it pride does not mean that it's not pride. Right. Just because you don't call it jealousy does not mean that it's not jealousy. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to be willing uh, to admit what we're struggling with that's preventing us from speaking out and saying, you're doing good. I need your help. How can you help me to get there? Because I'm going to tell you, like with my friends, if they could have the clothes off my back, if it was going to make them help them to be better, I'm willing to give it to you. Whatever that push is, whatever that encouragement, but that comes in security and knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. When you're not secure in who you are, in your spot, in your position, and your level of influence, whatever that may be on whatever scale, mm -hmm. then you're afraid that if you give that key to somebody else, then they're going to outshine you. No, your assignment is just different than mine. Yes. So you have to know what your assignment is and you've got to be secure in what that is. When you're secure in what that is, you're not afraid to share that with other people. <laughs> but we have a lot of people that are walking around, you know, and, and, and they're not secure in who they really are. And so they don't want anybody else. They don't want to risk it because they feel like they're going to lose it if they share it with somebody else. And it, it, it's really sad mm -hmm. because you really could be helping your friend, but instead you're not. Or you really could be gleaning from your friend, but, but you're not because you're afraid to ask for help or that person that could give you help is afraid to give you the help because you know they're not secure in who they are. We have to be around people that wants to see everybody eat at the table. Mm, yeah. I don't want to be the only one at my table doing good things. Mm -mm. <laughs> that 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 I don't need that yeah. to stroke my ego. Yeah. Right. So if you're around those people that don't want to see you shine, then there we go with that cut off again. Those are not yeah. your friends. Knowing when to cut off. You got to know. Yeah. You got to know. I want yeah. everybody to be a boss at my table. Yeah. And it's okay. That's the thing with it's okay to know when it's time for this season to be up. It doesn't have to end on a bad note. It doesn't have to end on a note where I hate you. I'm hating on you. No, it's just this, this is the end of this road. You know, this is the furthest that the Lord is allowing us to go together. And it's okay. I still love you. I still wish you the best. And I'm not telling anybody to do this haphazardly or without praying to God and making sure you have that confirmation. Don't just jump out and do it. Make sure you know that you know that you know. But sometimes things could be jumping at us, mm -hmm. you know, and we could be ignoring it and we can be ignoring the red flags. And we're really preventing what God is trying to allow in our lives because we fail to open our eyes. So, yeah. That <laughs> so I want to go ahead and jump right into um, balancing. I want to jump into uh, dating. But before I go into that, I want to kind of talk about balancing friendship and dating because that can be difficult. You have some people that get married or get into a relationship and they're unable to maintain these friendships. Or you have some people, and I'm going to say foolish enough because it is foolish to say, I don't need friends. Yes, you do. 
You still need your friendships. <laughs> I still have my friendships. You know, now I'm a little busier than I was. And so some things I'm, I'm not able to do as I was before when I was single, but I am intentional about trying to maintain those relationships. Uh, and, and, and I want to jump into that because I want to quote you. You said you love the idea of sisterhood, but you fail to put the work in to see the depth the substance, the vulnerability of sisterhood. You then go on to say, we preach Ruth and Boaz to no end without even mentioning the intentional connection of Naomi and Ruth. Just kind of talk about that because to me, that speaks to balancing and maintaining friendships in the midst of you dating. I think to really get to that point, we have to put the value on friendships again. The reality yeah. is that people see romantic relationships um, as more worthy than they do friendships. So what happens is every time a man pays you some attention as a single woman, you go ghost on your friends and we yeah. don't see you, hear from you, kick it with you for the next six weeks until he does something stupid and you're crying your eyeballs out and then you want to mm -hmm. come back to us. Yeah, we have to we have to really want those relationships as well as our romantic relationships. And like you said, it is hard, but I am at a place in my life that I want things to be healthy and not obsessive. Right. And so yeah. in order to have a healthy relationship, I believe that we both value community. I don't desire to be with someone who has to be up under me 24 seven. I want him to be around healthy men and healthy community because I also want somebody that's going to keep you accountable, amen, when you die with me, right? Listen. So if he has that, then he should value the relationship that I have with my girlfriends so that we have girlfriend time as well as we have bay time. And I think that that is what makes a community so that we're mm -hmm. not isolated in our relationships. I yeah. hear and I speak to um, so many different women who um, some of my friends are married and there is a, a, a shift, there is a transition, but we have to know how to um, rearrange the relationship instead of uh, canceling it out. One of my best friends got married and it was a very weird time for me because I'm like, this is my girl. Like, what am I supposed to yeah. do? Like, yeah. my home girl is getting married. So I wasn't, it was not my intention of being weird, but I do believe that the person that goes through the transition should yeah. set or try to attempt to set some new norms for the relationship, right? So yeah. one day she called me and she just told me flat out, she was like, girl, I am married, but I still need my best friend. And she does not know, like my eyes welled up. She's like, when did you, why are you not calling me? And here yeah. I am. I'm trying to give her space because she's a newlywed. She was like, I mean, we just probably can't talk at 11 o'clock, you know, at night, but we need to talk. And yeah. that started a real and practical conversation on how we were going to readjust our yeah. relationships. And people get lost in translation with the readjustment. And that's sometimes because the other person feels left. So you got to go back and get them. And that's what mm -hmm. she did for me. She was like, no, 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 no. Come on. You know, I, I want you with me. And I was like, okay. You know, because I'm trying to figure this out. Because yeah. somebody that I'm spending all my Saturday, you know, our Friday, yeah. we're traveling and stuff. And it's like, yeah. 
I mean, I love bro, but where do I fit? I don't yeah. feel like a third. Where do I fit? Yeah. Where do I fit? And she helped me. We figured that out, you know, together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we have to do. Like, hey, let's have an honest conversation. This is a little weird. Life is life in, but yeah. how do we make this work now? And that doesn't have to be a hard conversation, but we just have to adjust our expectations and yeah. our requirements of what it means to continue with this relationship. Now, here's the other thing. Now, while we don't advocate for divorce, we believe in kingdom marriage, all of that good jazz. She just so happens to get divorced. And mm -hmm. very unfortunate, I was her friend. And yeah. I was able to be with her in that grieving season. Yeah. And sometimes we go through things, um, you know, that we, we didn't expect. But when we push our friends away or we don't communicate clear readjustments, then yeah. those people aren't there anymore. So I think that we have to, I know that we have to say, hey, just like she did, I want you around. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Let's yeah. schedule our dates, you know. You yeah. can't come over and, you know, sleep in my bed. You know, I don't want to anymore. But, you know, <laughs> we got to figure it out. And I think that's yeah. a place where, because nobody wants to say anything. We got to communicate. Yeah. Just like communication is healthy for our romantic relationships, we got to communicate in our Every relationship. relationship. Yeah. Every relationship. Yeah. So everybody's feeling weird and nobody's saying anything. So we're just like, well. She ain't calling. I'm not calling. No, y'all ain't talking a whole ma a month. Both of y'all yeah. mad, but because we have not discussed this yeah. translation, this transition period, mm -hmm. so we mm -hmm. gotta make it like, what does this look like? Yeah, and that example is basically what I have used because it helped me because it was a very, very strange time. Um, sure. But we gotta talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about it. Uh, that And that is so key. Communication. Oh, my goodness. It it will help to solve a lot of the problems and the issues that we face in, in any relationship. Um, really having effective communication. Um, and you said something so key that even in that relationship, she based she and, and I know speaking personally uh, because I've experienced that when I got married, you know, and I had friends that are still single now that were single when I first got married. I had to uh, let them know and 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 really assure them that you're still valuable to me. You you're still he's not taking your place wow. in my life. Mm -hmm. He's my friend, you know, and and we've grown to be best friends. But there is a difference. There is definitely um, a difference. If I could speak, you know, candidly as a married woman, um, there is a difference between, you know, of course, I'm vulnerable with my husband, but there are some things that he's not going to understand the way that my female friend is going to understand. Mm -hmm. So there is a difference and you have to make sure that you are not just cutting those relationships off because you're married, you know, and you feel like you don't need them or because you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. 
because you, you need that in order to show up as your best self, even in your marriage, you need to have those healthy relationships, that healthy friendships, be, that friendship it or friendships, it, you know, it helps you, you know, in that area. And so, you know, woe unto you that has gotten married or gotten into a, a, a relationship and you've cut your friendships off that was there for you all along. You know, it's good you got a boo, but don't forget about your friend. Don't forget to, you know, um, help them to know that they're still valuable to you, that you still want them in your space, in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Were you about to say something? Yes, because I want the thing that I wanted to say, the reason why some, not all, because some people get lost yeah. in translation, but the reality is people idolize and it's like borderline. No, it is idolatry to yeah. our romance, right? So what happens is it's like you were a placeholder, you were my friend, but girl, I got what I really want. Bye. Like I, yeah. I got the prize. I'm gone. That is so wrong. <laughs> but that's what people do because yeah, it's like do. you were good. You were just um a place filler until I got what I really wanted. Yeah. And again, we don't value friendship. So it's yeah. just something that we just do. You know, I don't have nobody to eat with right now, so I'm going to go out with her. <laughs> or I don't have nothing to do, so I'm going to just bring her along with me. So it's not a real, it's not, we don't value that relationship. Yeah. It's just something we do until we get what we really want. Mm -hmm. And that's why. Like, yeah. you didn't got your idol, and you're gone. So it's like, girl, I don't need you no more. <laughs> that this is, is not my promise. Fair. This is my shiny thing. Like, I got yeah. it. See ya. <laughs> and we have to really cast down those idols because Listen. especially just in the dating context, it, yeah. we're going to get tired of you yeah. keep putting people before us. And when you're going to come back and you're going to realize that those people aren't there anymore because yeah. you did not value them. You yeah. can't keep looking over people, putting yeah. them on the back burner until you get ready and expect for them to be warmed up when you're ready for them in your return. That's not fair. That is so true. And you'll lose the people that are are valuable to you when you do that. Mm -hmm. And like you said, when you come back and you're looking for them and, and you need them and they're not there anymore, mm -hmm. you, you have to make sure that you value those uh, friendships, those relationships, and you let them know and you show them and you're intentional about how you value them. Because I'm gonna be honest, my life is so busy right now, you know, and I have friends that, you know, are text friends that I've been friends with for since the fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Two of them, for example, we we said that we're gonna make sure that we go out at least once a month. So, you know, the last month I had to cancel. I couldn't, you know, something came up with my child. And I and they're understanding they have kids too, you know, but we rescheduled and I made it my business because I want to show them that I still value this friendship. I don't care how busy my life is. I want to be there for those important moments in your life, those things that mean a lot to you. I want to be there. Of course, I may not be able to be there for every single thing, you know, but trying to at least be there for those uh, monumental moments. We have to be intentional. Oh, we can't make excuses because you can only make so many excuses until they get the message that maybe you just don't have the capacity to be my friend, like I need you to be. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I want to, um, we're getting close on the time. So I want to go ahead and just ask you this before we um, close out. 
Uh, what does it mean uh, to you to uh, set a suitable standard when dating? Because I know I'm, I'm sure I have a lot of single women just looking through here now um, that I know of. Um, and you don't want to get caught up in something that is not uh, suitable for you. Mm -hmm. So what what is your definition and what does it mean uh, to set a suitable standard um, when dating? So I'll start off like this um, because I believe that I know that dating is a cultural practice. It is not a biblical principle, meaning mm -hmm. that there is no dating in the Bible. However, ladies and gentlemen that may be watching, <laughs> the Lord gives us ways on how we govern ourselves. So when we set a suitable standard, that means that number one, we have to lay out some non-negotiables. What are some things mm -hmm. that you and God have decided is non-negotiable for your relationship? Now, as a woman of God, I'm a man of God, because I always say, I, I teach on singleness, but I'm not sex in the city. And like you said from the beginning, there is a difference. Yeah. There is a difference. We don't do everything. I don't care what the world is saying. I don't care yeah. how culture is whatever. We are people of God. And the standard is we're living for him. So our number one non-negotiable is, for me, do you know Jesus Christ? Like the, the Jesus, the Christ. Okay. Listen. I don't want to. No, no, no. We're not talking about. Oh, I'm spiritual. Demons are spiritual. Amen. Like who? <laughs> who do you believe in? Who do yeah. you pray to? Don't be yeah. talking about now. That's for me because I don't need. I'm at a place in my life that I don't need yeah. any gray areas, right? As far as religion is concerned. So whatever the Lord you and the Lord have partnered with, you establish that non-negotiable. What is absolutely I'm not setting for, and I want us to make sure we're not writing those things in self righteousness. Um, mm -hmm. and in pride right so mm -hmm. make sure that we have partnered with god on a on what my partner should look like another non-negotiable for me is you gotta believe in women in ministry now you're not going hello like, i'm doing all this one. now that's oh, a big one to, yeah you ain't about yeah. to shut me up and sit me down now i'm gonna be obedient to the lord <laughs> and there's gonna be some adjustments but yeah. don't think you about to just come in. You didn't, I'm doing all this stuff now. You go, no, 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 fam. I'm not doing that. I'm not having no arguments about whether women can preach in 2022. Good night. So no. I'm not doing that. So <laughs> I don't have that type of time. So yeah, yeah. we have to discuss what are the non-negotiables? What did have you and the Lord set for you? Then the other side is what are your preferences? We want to also make sure that those preferences are godly as well, because some of us are so stuck on a look that we get, we keep getting caught in cycles. Now, mm. the, the enemy knows what you like as well. Yeah. So yeah. you keep talking about he got to be light skinned and six feet tall and you keep getting these light skinned six feet tall demons that keep messing up your life every eight months, right? So is my preference keeping me in bondage? That is so good. <laughs> What are, our, what, are our, what are our preferences looking like? What yeah. does that mean? Are my preferences biblical? Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing we don't like. Are my preferences realistic? Because mm -hmm. we are so caught up on these mm -hmm. relationship goals and the reality is you can't even stand what you think you want. 
right? Yeah. Because there are yeah. benefits and sacrifices for everything. So stop saying, oh, we just going to be, we're going to be flying ministry. You don't even, you you can't even handle the the assignment of an itinerant preacher because you are so needy and you have a, you need a lot of attention. Like, is that realistic for your life? Listen. <laughs> You don't even want him to act yeah. like he's gonna speak to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you really think that you can handle that? So let's talk yeah. about our preferences. Are they godly? Are they realistic? Right? And is this what God is saying for me? So our non-negotiables, our preferences, and then let's also, I'm gonna help y'all. We don't have to speak in tongues to have a conversation about dating. Some Come of y'all want to speak, y'all want to go up in the rafters and your Come personality on. is just as dry and stale and nobody wants to talk to you. And they can't have fun with you. Like a man wants to know that he can have fun with you outside of church, outside of the pulpit, but go ahead. Yeah, no, that, that, that. <laughs> My husband, I knew him, be, I didn't know him to be a pastor. When we met, he told me he was a pastor, but I never visited his church. We dated. I had never. And that's what he loved. He said, I want somebody that can love me for Brandon, that can love me for who I am and not for my title, not because I'm a pastor. You know, they want to know that they can have somebody that can relate to them outside of the pulpit. But go ahead. I just wanted to ask. No, but that, that's exactly where I was going, because yeah. you have to know yourself to know what you want. People yeah. tell me all the time, Jen, I want to date. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I asked them, I said, well, tell me, what do you like to do? Tell me where you go. Like, give me some things about you. Now, they can tell me, church people tell me three things all the time. So tell me about an average day. I go to yeah. work, I go to church, and I mm. may go to school. And then I go home. You do the same triangular things all the time. You do not need a date. You need a life. Like, you need a life. You're boring. You're boring. You're boring. Yes. <laughs> the conversation is flat. You don't have any yeah. interest. You cannot hold a yeah. conversation. You don't go anywhere. You 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 you're not intentional about living your life. And that is something that we have to we have to do on our own before yeah. you want an adventurous partner and you are just your personality is stale bread. Like we, I don't understand. There is nothing. It's flat. It's no excitement. It's nothing at all. And we <laughs> we have we gotta get these lives together because we want these romantic love stories, you know. And it's just we like, gotta be what realistic. Do you like to do? Where yeah. do you like to go? Like, yeah. tell me something. And we don't know that. So, in order to build a list, you have to know yourself. You have to spend time with yeah. yourself. Because yeah. here is the thing: if you do not know yourself, if you do not have any standards, you will continue to accept everything that you're presented mm -hmm. with. Wow, wow! Now that's good. <laughs> you take anything. Oh, true. Yeah. Because you don't have no filters. Yeah. You don't have no settings. That's what your list is. It's settings on what I'm looking for. You let anything in mm -hmm. because they give you a compliment. You let mm -hmm. anything in because they show you some attention. No, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Because while we're making these lists, while we're talking about our negotiables, while we're talking about our preferences, while we're exploring ourselves, when you present yourself to me, I'm able to kind of check off some green flags or automatically see some red flags. Yeah. You can't be so enamored with my gifts that you don't get to know my humanity. Yeah. 
<laughs> because true. after can you handle I'm talking about gin yeah. after the glory yeah. is gone has lifted yeah do we still have anything in common yeah can we can we can we explore other settings so that's to me that's what it, it looks like those three categories non-negotiables preferences mm -hmm. and really exploring ourselves so that we can determine what we want in a partner yeah and i yeah. think that's where a lot of us are stuck because yeah. we're asking god for a mate but we don't even know what we want mm. that i mean that that is a, a moment there uh ladies i hope that you all are taking that in like you've got to know what you really want. What are your non-negotiables? What are your standards? Or are you willing to just take anything because you crave that attention? You, you gotta be careful that you're not so desperate yeah. that you're willing to take anything. What do you want? And sometimes God will have us in a season where we're alone and we're not dating so that we can discover who we really are and really learn who we really are and what we want. But some of us, we've bypassed that season, you know, that God want us to be in to learn that because we're afraid to be by ourselves. Yeah. You know, and there is purpose in that season. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself in, in a, an alone or isolating season, you want to make sure that you get the lesson out of that. What is God trying to show me about me? Because sometimes we can have so many things going on in our life where it's making so much noise that we can't hear what God is trying to show us and tell us about ourselves. So I want you to take a moment and see what season are you in? What is God trying to show you? What are your standards? What is he trying to show you about you, about Jacquea, about Relinda, about Sharita, about Janiah? What is he trying to show you about you? Because you can't expect anybody else to make you happy and you don't even know what makes you happy. You don't even know who you are. So you have to make sure that you are maximizing on every single season that you're in yeah. because there is purpose in all of it. And somebody said this, he needs to find you living. Yes, he does. He needs to find you living, you know, and, and, and I'm not just saying this, but my, when my husband found me, I was not looking for a husband. Mm -hmm. I was living. I was out living my best life. I was in school to get my master's. You know, I was about making myself better. I was in a season where I was learning who I was and I was okay. You got to be okay with that and knowing that this, this is not the end, but this, there is purpose in this season that I'm in and I'm not going to take it for granted, but God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to tell me? I mean that that is just so important. So Jennifer, I'm I'm you have dropped so much wisdom, so much knowledge tonight. Um I'm I'm I know that the women have been blessed uh on tonight. I know that they have heard something that they can apply to their lives to make them better. Um, so I want to just take this time to thank you again. Thank you so much for taking this time out to be a part of this free podcast. Come on. I appreciate that because I know that your time is valuable. 
And so I want you to just take a moment now before we end, because we are ending right now. If you, you know, if there is something that you want to say to somebody, something that you had ahead in your spirit that you uh, want to share, I want you to take a moment and do that. If you feel like you've shared everything, then that's fine as well. Um, but I want to lend the floor to you uh, before we end uh, this podcast on tonight. Amen. I think the, the one of the things that's really kind of pulling in my spirit is feeling overlooked. Um, and navigating that season of isolation. One of the things that I've learned about the sovereignty of God is that he could never not see you. And that if there is an intentional season of isolation or an intentional season of stillness and maybe feeling like loneliness is because the Lord himself wants to spend time with you. Please be encouraged that God has not forsaking you. I can even hear somebody saying, you know, I'm trying to find friends, but I can't find my people. Keep Mm -hmm. being open until the Lord brings you your people. Be intentional about healing, right? Like some of us have experienced some traumas, even in sisterhood, people who have done you wrong, people who have misused and mishandled you. Be okay with, um, trying again as the Lord, please hear me, in wisdom, as the Lord leads you, knowing that whatever you're experiencing, loneliness, frustration, um, lack of community is not forever. He is the God of relationships and he will send you your people and comma, your person in his timing. To trust the will of the Lord for your life means to trust the timing of God. And the timing of your life is in the hands of God. Mm. So I just want to encourage you that if this is, you know, you're like, well, y'all, this was good. You know, I'm trying to navigate friendship. I'm waiting on my boo, but I'm really feeling lonely right now. Know that your loneliness as a single person means you and God. And Mm. that is enough. Until he invites somebody else in your space. He'll be open and discern when your divine connections come. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Trust God's timing. Trust God's timing and maximize in every season that you're in. Thank you, Jennifer Trotter. You are amazing on tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all of our guests that have joined um, the All That I Am podcast. Uh, We appreciate you for tuning in. We appreciate you for listening. I pray that if you have not had a chance, you may be watching and you have not subscribed yet. I want you to click that subscribe button. I want you to share this on your social media so that somebody else can receive the wisdom, the knowledge, the nuggets that you have received on tonight to help to make you a better friend, to help to make you uh, better in uh, every area of your life. Stay up to date with our latest by subscribing if you haven't already. And then also, I mentioned this in the beginning, make sure you visit us on our website so that you can sign up for the Becoming Her Summit. It is exactly 14 days away and it is going to be bananas. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. I know that God has ordained this weekend 
for all of the women that are ready to continue on this journey of becoming all that God has called them to be. That is all we have for you tonight. I love you all. And we will see you next time in a couple of Fridays. Be on the lookout uh, for the uh, flyer for the next podcast. Until next time, continue in all that God has called you to be. Talk to you soon.